You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast. It's back. It's me. Ha ha. Joke's on you. Whatever. Uh, this is episode, thank you for tuning in. This is episode 227. I always, I always forget which episode I'm on. Anyway, a couple of announcements. Number one, uh, make sure we had a great hip hop bingo uh, this past Sunday. We're recording this on the Tuesday. So make sure you follow Hip Hop Bingo on Instagram at Hip Hop Bingo. The next one will be in November. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media and go back to the archives. Uh, I've had a lot of funny people uh, who they have recently. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Clifford was on. Very funny. Uh, Craig Fergola was on. That was fucking dope. Uh, so go back. I talked to a lot of funny people and as the list keeps getting longer and longer. But Without further ado, let me choose my guest for this episode. I get what are you doing? Sign you, you said four. you said number one, and I started counting, but you never got to two or three. Uh, the announcements? Yeah, you okay. you said all right. Well, number one, but you never said okay. Now number two, and then announcement number three. You no just one's did one, ever so called I got, me out on this. So I just got stuck on number one, baby. All right, Morgan Lionhole yeah, is in the building, I'm and he's going to be here. talking shit the whole time. I'm talking shit, dude. This is the Def Jam podcast hour with <laughs> no, Jewish no. comedian Morgan Linewall. That's okay. Me. So, so it, it's like, I mean, when I say first of all, there's you, no second of all. You didn't say first of all. No, I know, it's the same thing, though. You said first. The, or you, or you no, literally, sorry, sorry. It, my, my, I take that back. You literally said number one. Because I wouldn't have put my finger up. We have the tape. You said <laughs> you said number one, which because I was like, oh, I'll count for him. You know, I'm giving a in, in visual aid. Count. Well, I'm giving a visual aid to your lovely audience. I'm not even looking to you. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. But I like well, it. This is why you, this is why you got the big guns here, baby. All right, Morgan is, is in here. God I'm here. Damn, this is going to be good. I did it, dude. I'm a I'm a fucking I'm a I'm a feisty cat. How long is this episode going to be? Now I'm scared. Now I'm scared. You're in my apartment. And yeah, I don't know what to say. A long time, no. it's been a long, long time. <laughs> no, but I, I wanted you on this podcast first of all because one, it's a long time coming. You're like one of the first comics that I've not not one of the first, but like as far as somebody that I can like geek out over comedy with, like you're one of the few. Really? Every time we've talked, man, it's like you mean just talking about comedy in general? Yeah, just shooting the shit, like without really? without an agenda, without trying to be, you know, get all. I get a little bit politicky sometimes. I think we've had a couple of times. Uh, politics amongst the Austin comedy scene? Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah, we've, we've done di- that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We dive into... Because yeah. you've, you've been around quite a bit longer than me, so I'm usually picking your brain on some of the, the, I mean, the I, ins and outs I, of I try of to stay far away from the drama. I ain't and, got time for this. I'm a grown-ass man. I dive right in. I'm a fucking baby. I dive <laughs> why, in. Why no, I'm would... kidding. I'm kidding. I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm being facetious, as they you, say. You just told me, and it was before we started recording, he was talking about how... Uh, so Morgan's brain doesn't stop. And if it stops, he's scared to... He thinks he's about to die. No, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait. Can I, <laughs> can I rephrase this? Can I? Okay. I was not close. Are you familiar? Early. Okay, this is how I think, a little bit. Are you familiar with the show uh, Parks and Rec? Yes, but I don't watch it. Okay, for if you do, if you don't, whatever. The, the Rob Lowe, the actor, is on the show, and he is a, he's a character who uh-huh. is one of the things the character does is that he has so many demons. Not de- I'm not saying I have demons, but this is just the character of Rob Lowe. Okay, that he has so many demons that he needs to stay physically active, like he's always exercising, he's always on a long run to fight the demons. He's like, hey, if I stop, 
they're going to catch up. I got to run away. I got to run away. Obviously, that's an exaggeration. But how I feel, and I think a lot of people are like this. No, just that, you. You're okay, you know average. what? It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> just, just own it. Um, you know what? I'll own it. You're I'll own it by the myself. Is it, I'm li- is it demons, though? I, I don't have demons. No, no, no. It's not so much demons. It's like, this is what it is. This is what it is. If my brain is not being put to good use, working out, working on my career, my jokes. Apparently, that's working out for you. Yeah, sure. I mean, my career's <laughs> my my career in comedy is mostly based on my physique. Uh, it's ah, mostly based so on my not, not not too much of the working out. Yeah, so and the, if you're watching the video podcast, turn it off, put on the audio podcast, and and then you can really appreciate <laughs> just, just my picture physique. Him, how hard he's working at it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, I just need like some sort of stimulation because, for example, yesterday. This is turning into therapy so quickly, so we don't need to stay in here the whole fucking no, time. No, we don't. We will talk about video games and pussy Wonderful. and all that stuff. I Go love, ahead. I love pussy, man. I love big pussy. Okay, I love big pussy. <laughs> Fast so, forward if you if you yeah, want yeah, yeah, yeah. to skip this therapy. If, if, if you, if you want to jump right to Morgan's love for big pussy, <laughs> sc- scroll to thirty-seven minutes and forty seconds. Okay, um, like for example. Uh, I had a trip uh, uh, that I just got back from, uh-huh. and uh, yesterday I said to myself, you know what? I did a lot of comedy on this said trip, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to take the day off. You know, I just took the day off, right? Right. And by the end of the fucking day, I was going fucking crazy. I was thinking, oh, I was. I got lost on YouTube, just watching Porsche. I don't know what I was watching. I mean, just random things that I never thought I'd want. I don't know. Just random things. Um, just thinking about ne- negative. My brain was negative. I was thinking about negative. What kind of videos were you watching that that makes you like? I uh, mean, there's puppy videos like snuff, over. like snuff films, dead bodies, and on no, YouTube? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to, come on, baby. <laughs> hey, was, I, I don't know. It's your demons, man. Whatever. No, no, no. I'm not implying that I have demons. Like I'm I have fucking... past demons, which that's oh. a thing. I don't have past. I mean, we all have something, but sure. I, I'm not saying like you know, there's a dead body in my closet or something. No, he's but, not um, saying that. I'm totally not saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not. He's not saying he's not. It doesn't saying have it, it, but you know. Um, but I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, just like, uh, like, like, like here, here, like I, I have. Okay, here, here we go. Here we go. Diving in. Right. I have in the incessant need, probably built into me from a very young age, mm-hmm. of to like always be working hard. Right, I'm a I'm a Jew from a family of immigrants. That's like a thing. You're you're an immigrant, or your family's yeah yeah yeah. You get it. There's yeah. this like thing. There yeah, there is this like oh, we sacrifice so much for you exactly, and you have to live up and to now, your expectation. My, otherwise, you'll be disowned by your family and your ancestors. Exactly. My dad had a more traditional you know career, et cetera, et cetera, like medical business stuff, whatever. Yeah. And so now I get to be the comedian. You know, God bless. I, I, I was raised, you know, whatever. And so when I'm not working hard, being that I get to, think, get to do the thing that I love, comedy, if I'm not working hard, there's some part of my brain that's like, hey, Fuck you, you pussy, lazy, you wasting bitch, your fucking time waste, right now. Whatever, but then you're kind of like in that, and then you're like, well, go work hard, and then there's this other thing where it's like, sit back down, lay down. So you ha- you're at this w- this war of just like being lazy and wanting to fucking not be lazy, and you gotta, I mean, you gotta win the war and fucking either do, either do two things. You have to win the war, and what that means for me is either. If you're supposed to be productive and you're uh-huh. being lazy, you need to win the war and start being productive, whatever that means to you. Right. But sometimes you need rest. There's a difference between really? rest and lazy. Yes, and a different difference between being busy 
and being productive. Exactly. So then sometimes if it's rest time and that thing is like you're being a bitch, the win for that is, hey, man, I'm not being a bitch. I need this so I can get back to it. Ooh, that battle in your head. Another time. Remember in the cartoons when there was like a little demon? like The the angel and the devil. The angel and the devil on your shoulder. I've actually used that. Uh, example recently with a few people about, yeah, about I, this conversation. I so mean, yes. that's, that's really what it is. And you're like, my, my dad always says there's 24 hours in a day. That's We're all equal on that shit. Yep. Some people choose to fuck around. Some people choose to actually do things. Some people think they're doing things, but they ain't doing shit. Which I feel like sometimes. And I hate that. I'm more scared of that. I'm more scared that I'm the guy who thinks he's doing, but is not doing. Oh, I hate Terrifying. <laughs> you know those people you talk to, you go, how you been, man? Man, I've been so busy. And you're like, no, oh. you're not. Dude, there's nothing, there's nothing that, p- that pisses me off more uh-huh. than when people like are late or something, can't do something because I've just been so busy. Or they just say things randomly like, oh my God, I've been so busy. Hey man, we're all busy. Suck my cock. No shit. Yeah. Get busy with that, huh? <laughs> Get busy. How about dedicate? It's, so, it's such a grandi, not grandiose. It's like it's just like a humble brag. I'm it so, is. I'm so busy. I, I mean, uh, we can maybe hang, but I've just been so busy. Hey, man, make time you know if what? you want. It. I, I, I want to ask him. Okay, what are you doing then? What's 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 your business? Exactly. It's literally called business. Yeah. Busyness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go ahead and enumerate everything you're doing, everything you did in the past 24 hours. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, I woke up. I, you know, I got my cardio in, and then I I I gotta watch Oprah. That's work, <laughs> baby. That's work. And then Ellen, and and you know, and then I had lunch with my friends, and like, no, you didn't. Oh, no. I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. Oprah had a lot of good things to say today. So. Yeah. Wait, does she still have her show? No, she's retired. I don't fucking know. I don't watch that shit. Whoa, dude. dude Let's not be shitting on the big O right now. Oh dude. yeah, like she's listening, dude. You know how I said I love big pussy. <laughs> this is. This is the biggest of guys. Them all. all right, you you this can is, tune back into that. We're now talking welcome about back to the feedback. We're podcast, talking about everybody. Oprah's big pussy. How? <laughs> oh, can I, the, can I add a one thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I don't know where this. Okay, you know how she likes bread? No. There's a whole. Th- oh, there's like a joke that Oprah loves bread. Like you know how she had a thing about how like she was losing weight and gaining weight and all this shit. Yeah, and she always looked good no matter what. It, the whole thing was that. Oh my god, I love bread. And so I, we were talking about Oprah's pussy, and it made me think yeast infection. You said to new dope, do no bits. I'm a bit boy, baby. I fucking no, laid not, one on you. No, that's fine. But I, I don't. I just, you just got me to realize that I don't know anything about Oprah other than just she's fucking rich and she gave away a bunch of cars once. Do you know her real her real name was Orpa? There was a typo somewhere. She, no, she just changed it. Her name was Orpa. O R P A H. From the color purple days. Was she, was she no, there? no, no. She was born Op- Orpa. Orpa. And then like, but as like a child, changed the name or something like that to Oprah. Somebody should check, fact check me on this, but. Let's just say it's true. Okay. Orpa. It's true. Oprah Winfrey. Orpa. 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 Yeah. Well, that's why I think she was like, I don't like how that sounds and switched it to Oprah. And she's like, that's better. You know, if when you get to a point that there's people like that, that you're like, I don't even know how she made her money. She was a, uh, the only, I, I, I don't know much. The, she was a journalist. In Chicago, uh-huh. like a good old fashioned old school journalist. And she had a local show in Chicago. I think it started on the radio and then it got to TV and the TV show just grew into being, you know, the Oprah show. So it is, and, it is the TV show. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, made, that, yeah. I mean, she started she did, really young, I guess. 
It was that. Uh, she started the magazine, O Magazine. Do you know Oxygen, the TV channel? Yeah. That's hers. Yes. And and O Magazine is always her on the cover, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I was at one point. Yeah. That's um, her on the cover. Uh, she had the book club, which I think gave her a lot of money. Because there was a whole business of like recommending books. and It's Housewives that made her her money. Oh, oh that's all yeah. it is. Oh, no, no. Yes. That's, that's all it is. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I, yes, I can confirm. I didn't. I didn't know that was up that, for that, debate. That's about as much as I know about. And then who's yeah. Ste- who's who the fuck is Ted? Stedman is her longtime boyfriend partner. So she, I don't believe they're married, but they're they are partners. No kids. No kids. Wow. And then she has her the best selfishness friend. Selfishness on this bitch. Her best friend is uh, Gail. Gail King. Man, Gail. I do know more. Wow. I'm not Gail, myself. Gail King. No, yeah, Gail, Gail King. It is Gail, Gail King. King. Well, who's now like a legit anchor? She she's on the Today Show or whatever. One of those. What? Good Morning America or. Oh, is it, uh, isn't it Gail and... Uh, yes. What was the other one with the funky-ass name? Oh, Huda. <laughs> yeah. Huda. <laughs> Dude, this is way more information than I do about this shit. You know what? It just, it, this is how powerful it is because we had to kind of work it through together for yeah. the for the information to come out because yeah. you would have asked me... And this me, is I'd, the important stuff. This is where... T- we're reha- we're we're talking about information that could easily be googled, but yeah, but you know it's a think of it like, like a nice breaker at, at a party. Hey, do you, you know Oprah? Her name was Oprah. No, I didn't know that. I'm nice the king to meet of icebreakers, baby. Nice to meet you. Cool, I'm the king. Honey. Hey, wait. Pre- pretend, pretend. I'm gonna pretend you're a hot girl. Okay, which is very hard to pretend. I can't you're a hot it. girl, and okay. I'm at, we're at a party, uh-huh. and I'm gonna and I'm gonna wa- watch how fast your pussy's gonna get all wet when I say this. I'm gonna walk up, be like, "Oh, hey, what's up? I'm Morgan. Hi, my name is Jessica. Jessica, uh, I don't mean to be too forward, but did you know that Oprah's real name is Orpa? <laughs> Are you serious? I couldn't stay in the bed. <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't. Know. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, you want to fuck in my car? Let's talk about Oprah. Okay, <laughs> god damn it. Oh, we gotta I, I teased you with the Orpa Oprah and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Before you get in this pussy, how much more do you know about Oprah? Yes, and this is where this conversation was useful. See? To get wait, to useful for what? Oh, to get to, oh, to, oh, to, oh, that was more about and then and then she and then she goes, Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. You know more about let's let's go in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any wine in your car? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a book to recommend? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I don't have a book to recommend, but do you know who does? Ooh. Oprah's Book Club. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and it, when you get to... This is <laughs> this is what I... Um, I had this conversation with a friend recently. Like, there are people that, like... And I I'm, I think I'm... I I'm, I'm kind of want to be one of them. Like, you know, the, the one-name people? Like Beyonce or Prince. Beyonce, or, Prince, Oprah. Yeah. And now, like, when I say, hey, do you like Michael... Which Michael you think I'm talking about? Jordan. No, J- Jackson. I know. I know. I know. That How that's, dare you? I know that's the thing. I, I would have said it's Ernest if I was talking about Michael Jordan. I know. No, no, I'm kidding. I, I have thought about this before. Yeah, because it is impressive that somebody like Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson could be so popular that they have the same effect with their name as a Beyonce or a, or a whatever, but literally with the name Michael that everybody has. Yeah. It's like a... But I... I think when you say maybe I'm a sports fan, I'm also a Michael Jackson. I mean, I love Michael Jackson. I know, you know, yeah. I think he's probably had a bigger impact on my life than Michael Jordan. But when I hear Michael something about that, I go, I go Jordan. Really? With Buble coming in right at second. Oh, come on. Low. Dude, Buble, baby. Really? People, when I. Michael Johnson? Uh, 
Michael, the, track the track runner. The track runner. Buble is more famous than Michael Johnson. But by the way, uh, when I had a little more hair, uh-huh. uh, Michael Buble was a uh, doppelganger of mine. I would get Michael Buble. What has lot. Michael Buble done? He's a singer. He's like a super successful singer. Man, I'm learning so much with today. He's like a crazy he, successful singer, and he, he's most. I think now most famous for his Christmas specials. Every that, that's his thing. Every Christmas on I don't know ABC and one of those he does like an old fashioned kind of style Christmas special where he sing him and friends sing songs in front of an audience. They light the tree. Are you going to go see him? He's coming to Austin. This billboard is it up. Got, didn't he get it got canceled. I Did you not billboard. hear about this? No, it got canceled. Why? It was a big. I saw it too at the arena at there, the Orient Center. Yeah. Yep, it got canceled because of uh, COVID related stuff. I don't think it wasn't until next year, was it? I don't know. All I know is it got canceled. Maybe it got re-upped, but I, I do I know there was so. a big publicity, not publicity, there was a big public outcry about the cancel. I believe he was insisting upon mask mandates and, and the arena was less uh, um, in, inclined to do so, and he was like, hey, I'm not interested, so. Huh. Yeah. Just, I hope they post, I mean, I like not that I will go, but for your sake. I, I know. Dude, one time, I looked so much like, and also I was a little bit lighter than I am right now, so maybe the fat in my face. I have face no idea is, what it looks like. But uh, <laughs> uh, one time in college, I li- for Halloween, I was doing something and I realized, oh shit, it's Halloween, like I need an outfit. Uh-huh. I literally just put on a suit uh-huh. and everyone was like, oh, nice Michael Buble costume. And I was going for Buble. I knew what I was going for. Just a suit. That was the only costume. And there's a picture of me somewhere on Facebook in college on the train, you know, going to whatever party or whatever. And I literally just had a suit trying to be Michael Buble. I knew, but enough people came up to me and were like, hey, are you Michael Buble for Halloween? And I said, yes, I am. How many people recognize you as Michael Bublé? Oh, it's a while. I'd, I'd say throughout the night, I'd say there was a solid three people, which is a decent amount of people to come up to you I, see, and like be like, oh, Bublé, you're Bublé. Do you still dress up for Halloween? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> do they go ahead? What was the last? Oh, well, the last Halloween we were in quarantine. So sure. I don't the think way, I, Halloween before. The one before. Oh, yeah. Okay. All I did, okay, I, I dare say I don't dress up a lot. I, I I go pretty light. I have a hockey jersey with my last name on it. I didn't play hockey, but it's my, whatever. I have a hockey jersey with my last name on it. We'll okay. get to the story later if, if you really want it. Sure, sure. Um, And I put on a hat that said daddy okay. on it, which is, I don't know. I just have the hat. It says daddy, whatever. And I sat down and I'm talking to, so I didn't know what I really was for Halloween. I just put it on. I, th- I was a hockey player. I don't know. Hockey player with daddy hat? The girl says like, Oh, what are you? And I said, I'm your daddy. So I went to Halloween as your daddy. And she said, well, why are you wearing a hockey jersey? I said, daddy likes hockey. You have to explain your costume? Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be exhausting, It man. was. It honestly kind of worked because the, at the time I was single and the girl, when she was like, what are you for Halloween? I was like, I'm your daddy. And she was like, oh my God, oh what? And I can go back to my car to fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually have, I, I, we can talk more about Oprah if you really want. Um, uh, it didn't work. It, you know what? It didn't work in the conventional sense of, of picking up women. You know, people think, oh, like, you know, you have to sleep with them or get their number or like maybe they want to see you again. You know, it didn't uh-huh. work like that, but it worked in the sense that she laughed a few times. And you know what? I'll take it. She hey, thought it was how, charming. How long ago was this? Uh, this was two Halloweens ago. Okay. Which but, actually was about a month or two before I even met my girlfriend, actually. So it was right towards the end days of my singledom. Yeah, but uh, I, I always my thing was always dead something like, OK, like so and like a zombie version of something. Yeah. So I, I would uh, I got a, I got a kick out of it because 
um, I would wear like a like a zombie mask. And I, one day I was I did Dead Samurai. I did Dead Ninja. I did sure. Dead Jester. So dead if you prisoner. Do, okay, so these are without the word dead. These are normal costumes. But what yeah. did you do to add on to the normal costume dead as a theme? Okay, like makeup so, or no, no, no. So, blood? No, I'm no makeup because I have a mask on, so people can't tell who okay. I am. Really can't tell if you're dead or not. Yes, but I had I would take I, I usually buy like two costumes and merge them together. I would like kind of rip them, hmm. and I would sometimes. I, uh, I remember when I did the jester. I I went to Party City, and I got it's a regular jester outfit, yep, like yep. you know. The, and old school I, gesture yeah like red and black yep uh with the bells and everything and then i i cut it up and i actually put it in the dirt and rubbed it in the dirt and then okay. put that on uh i did uh is that the only wait you just rubbed the costume in dirt and then you became dead gesture yeah there it was, was scary i had i had everything but there was no like blood or like a knife sticking out of your like i mean no, you were just there, there a dirty blood. gesture no there, there, there was i think there was blood too okay, okay there was okay. blood too i just just I, i'm a i'm a dead no, guy and it's like it's a little dirt no but this, this is what i would do i would i would go downtown and i would stand on the street corner and then i would just slowly turn my head as people walk by me and that's the only time when I'm like, I was getting kicked out of it. To be, I, I, to be fair, though, you do that every weekend. So that's. <laughs> I've been downtown. I've seen that corner. You're there, costume or not. No, but I had the, the, the best one was I did the dead prisoner. Okay. Dead prisoner. And I had. With like the orange jumpsuit? Was no, that no, no, the, no. It was like a you know, black, black and white oh, stripe, stripe, horizontal sure. stripe. I had the, I had the, the ball chain, oh. but the ball chain was a lantern and I would put my head in it. And I had the eyes. And that is kind of sick. Yes, I had the eyes, and I would put like the little prisoner hat on top of the thing. That's and I sick. had the chain. I had you know the the bony gloves and everything. That's okay. I now also you're telling me about a dead Halloween costume or a yes. dead version of Halloween. That's yes. now we're getting somewhere. Now here here's what I did. I, I went to a dance party uh, downtown. And it got hot, so I took my gloves out. I, I gloves off. I took that big ball thing off. Yep. I took the the chain and everything. So by the end of the night, I was just black prisoner. <laughs> and I'm on the street. And do you know I, what a lot of people would call black prisoner? Black prisoner. prisoner. <laughs> prisoner. No, but get, get black. This. I think black was funnier. Okay, moving on. Get this. I um, by the end of the party, I had put my shit down. I couldn't find it. So I'm outside on Seventh Street. Just with a prisoner outfit now, no <laughs> gloves, no masks, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And this group of black girls pull up in their car and go, "Prisoner, really?" and drive off. They thought you were making a political. Statement. You know what? You know what? I was hoping they were going to tell you, "Get in, <laughs> we got you." <laughs> it was like really of all the costumes, you're going to really like. Yeah, that's a tough the stereotype. One. That's a tough one. It's like a curvy enthusiasm moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, is, that is. That's a good. That's a good. That's funny. Do you, is that a joke? I think no, it's, it's not. It's not. You should. That's, that's funny. A story. No, but I'd, I'd, or I'd go to um, to a club. I would go to Plush downtown where I knew everybody. I was Plush? a jester. Is that a is that a club? Is this closed now? Oh, it's on club? the corner on Seventh and Red River. It was like uh, as far as hip hop goes, it was like the best place. Dead. Oh, like Always right two, next to Creek in the Cave. Yeah, around the corner. For, yeah, exactly. It was. Um, like hole in the wall type thing, but it always had dope DJs and dope music. Uh, and I would go in there when I was a dead jester and I would stand in front of the DJ booth and not move and just stare at him. 
See, that's just you being creepy. That no, 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 that's the whole point. That's, that's, that's the is whole, it the whole point? Yeah, it's Halloween. <laughs> it's the one day you can get away with it. I chased two girls down the street once with my cane. Okay, hey, hey, hey. That's not... <laughs> I don't condone this. And, this is not a part I, of Halloween. Imagine if I didn't have a mask on. I would have had it. You would have been a prisoner, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would have had a normal prison yeah, outfit. Ex- exactly. Yeah, like, you might have been a dead prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been a dead prisoner. They might have cuffed you and then killed you, but it, you know. it, it, it's fun. It's not. Now I don't care so much because wait, I was, wait, wait, hold on. You can't. What? This isn't the purge, man. You can't. Hot wait. <laughs> this isn't. Oh, dude, it's dude, it's Halloween, dude. I can chase women down the street and beat the shit out of them, dude. What I didn't say beat the shit out of them, but I was like, implied. I was walking slowly and it started running. Let Let me ask you this. Uh huh. Answer this as honestly as you can. Do you think that these two women that you were chasing down the street? I was walking. Were quote unquote walking the street. Were quote unquote in on the joke or no? No, because they started running. <laughs> I didn't know them. Okay, man. Started, this is I, your podcast, man. <laughs> this is your equipment. This is your stuff. I'm just a guest <laughs> in your home. But I. I <laughs> oh yeah. Look, and it, it, it's it's the one day you can get away with it. Oh, dude, it's Halloween, dude. I can fucking drag a person back to my hotel room and chain them up to the wall and start more torturing them it's halloween dude just don't do blackface oh yeah no no no. you can kill someone but if you do blackface we're gonna cancel your ass <laughs> exactly we're you gonna walk fucking around with an actual machete and be like yeah i'm uh who's the the villain with the machete who's oh uh jason jason yeah jason. I'm, I'm jason and i'm actually gonna has there ever been like a you're are you you're saying are you saying that Jason's in blackface? No. <laughs> what are you? What are you? I say you, you have. You're better off being Jason with a real machete than actually having black wearing blackface on Halloween or just in general. Uh, on Halloween, yeah, th- yeah. If you do it on November first, oh, I think for you're sure. in trouble. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is oh, one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, what's worse? What's worse? Uh huh. Doing blackface on Halloween as let's say a part of a, an outfit. Okay. Or doing blackface literally any other day. What's worse? What's worse? Any other day. I agree. Any other day. Because at least for Halloween, there's an attempt like, oh, I was just trying to be, you know, James Brown. I was just trying to be Oprah. (laughs) I'm going to talk about Oprah this whole goddamn thing. (laughs) But like people will ridicule you and you'll be, that's bad. But at least like, oh, on Halloween, he, you know, because that's happened. People, it's usually, honestly, all this shit usually happens on Halloween. Oh, yeah. But if you're just in blackface getting lunch in, in June, you know, like an outdoor oh. cafe, and you're just in blackface. That's a problem, man. Do you remember in Trading Places was when Dan Aykroyd was uh, had yes. blackface on? Yes. Nobody gave a shit at the time or now. He hasn't been retro. It hasn't been retroactively talked about. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. I mean, are are people really going to pull up every act of blackface in the world? Did you know that the first talkie movie, first movie with sound, uh-huh. was the jazz singer? I don't know if it was the first ever thing put to film with you know sound, but it was the first large scale movie mm-hmm. that was not uh, like a Charlie Chaplin style silent film. It had talking. Do okay. you know this movie, The Jazz Singer? No. So it starred a guy named Al Jolson, who at the time was the Michael Bublé of. <laughs> he was. I mean, he actually kind of was. He was like a very famous singer, right? Okay. He was, and um, it's the story of I'm, I'm blanking, but he's the character is a Jewish character, and he's a cantor. Do you know what a cantor is? Like a, it's a kind of rabbi kind of, who sings. Okay, gotcha. So if gotcha. You, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you watch Fiddler on the Roof, you, you know, I don't know. I'm Jew, I don't know. I don't know all the Jewish shit, but whatever. So he's a cantor. He's a great singer, but he wants to break away from his Jewish, you know, r- uh, role as the cantor, and he wants to become a jazz singer. Mm-hmm. 
And so he, the, his, his way of becoming a famous jazz singer is he puts himself in blackface to trick everybody to thinking he's black, mm-hmm. and he rises through the ranks of the world of jazz. I never said this is po- the most politically correct uh, storyline, but the first movie with sound uh-huh. is l- the literal crux of the movie is that the guy's in blackface. So, like, we can't go back and just look at every act of blackface ever and be like, that's terrible. Like, yeah, we know, but it was like... Tropic Nine. Thunder. It's okay. He ends Tro- up being Iron Man. Tropic Thunder, <laughs> I actually think, is literally one of the only times where I think they nailed it. Because, no, they did, because the character is being made fun of for being yeah. in blackface. So we're in on the we're we know it's a we know he's terrible. As opposed to I don't know, just going to a Halloween party. But and like, he's Iron Man. And he became Iron Man. Yeah. Was he Iron Man at the time? No, 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 no. This was way before. This uh, Tropic Thunder is in the nineties, right? Like no, 90, no, no, early two no, thousands? No. 2004, maybe? I don't know. It's when really it's like really close. Uh, Iron Man 1 and Tropic Thunder, I'm going to guess, are timed very similarly. Like a year or two different. 2008 is, is Tropic Thunder. Okay, now look up Iron Man. I think Iron Man's before. I think he was already Iron Man. Are you serious? Type in Iron Man 1. Iron Man... 2008. Oh, literally the same year. Okay, so the same year. Oh, so... I was got, totally right. He redeemed himself. I guess. Right. Well, and well, by the way, he his character, I, I forgot the character's name, but the character that he plays is an actor who's in blackface. Yeah, it's like, I'm a dude playing another dude or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, which is funny, but <laughs> um, but the mate, Ben Stiller's character, his whole thing, his whole like, character arc was that he was only known for playing the mentally challenged character, Simple Jack. That's right. So both of those characters were like doing offensive things, which is the whole point of comedy is like we can make fun of being them being offensive. They're not actually being offensive, but whatever. Do, do you think that, uh, I mean, this is a big topic like, oh, well, we couldn't do this movie again ever. 9-11 is, 9/11 is, was an Wait. inside job. That's my, is that what your question was? No, no, like the oh, movies okay. from back then that oh, you sorry. can't remake because everybody's remaking shit now. They're all remaking movies. Yes. They, they, they're literally taking... They have, first of all, they have all the Disney movies going to be remade. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah. And I, I watched Aladdin, and holy, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I heard it was bad. Oh, my God. I heard it was really bad. So bad. So bad. The Lion King, I was like, why? Heard that was really bad. I heard that was, like, no, it, really terrible. Yes. Somebody actually made a... Uh, they remade the one scene where they're like, hey, you can actually make him look like a little cartoony, but still make him real. Sure. Instead they went of with using like a very, real fucking lion. Yeah, and it looked bad. Yeah, like, okay, I, I don't buy it as Scar's talking. Like, this is a lion it's talking. A, it literally looks like a lion with a, with a yeah, voice, yeah, 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 and you're yeah. not buying it. And it's like, okay, Pumbaa is the warthog. But where if you it, gave him a little cartooniness, yes, could have been a that's little That's why better. it was so fucking bad. I mean, why they needed to do that in the first place, I'm not sure, but... Reintroduce it to the younger generation. Play them the old movie. Play them the fucking movie. Whatever. I, I know why they did it. It's a money grab, obviously. No, of course but. they are. I mean, look, if there's... And it was cool to think that it could have been something cool, but... Whatever. I saw Cruella. Really? Dude? It's not ra- about a Dalmatian at all? It's just about her story? It's about... It's her origins. It, it's Joker, but for Cruella DeVille. It's like the Joker movie. It's like a hey. sort of... It's not as dark as the Joker, but it's like a darker... Um, origin story for Cuella Deville, and I thought they fucking nailed it. You knew the story beforehand. I mean, I've seen One Hundred One Dalmatians. When yeah, I was that's a kid. all you know. That's that. that yeah. There's nothing else about. There's that nothing whole... really you need to really know except that she's Cruella Deville. 
She just comes out and I'm Cruella, and you're like, oh, she used to have a job, and she got mad one you, day. You talking about when you watched the original movie? No, I'm talking about the new one. Oh, this one, she's much younger. She's like, uh, like in her early. I think the character in the in the real movie, she's like in her fifties or something. Right, right, right. This is a number of years before where she's like in her early twenties. But like, I don't know. It's like it just was done really well. I mean, it was like a really legit story. It was fun. It was funny at times. Mm-hmm. I thought they nailed it. It's not a perfect movie. The Joker is probably a better like cinematic piece of work. Yeah, a great performance too. Well, and I agree, obviously. Yeah. Emma Stone played young Cruella. Uh-huh. She fucking nailed it. She's awesome. She kind of plays two characters. There's kind of like a bipolar thing going on. When does the black and white thing come in? Uh, That's um, all I want to know. It, it's it's actually her original hair. So it comes at the very beginning. As a little girl, she has a birthmark. And that's her birthmark. Is that, you know, half of it. I actually have a little one here. It's like a little dot. If you can't see it. With yeah, I can my, see it. You see it. Uh, that is, and but she dyed it. Actually, one of the things they do is they had her diet for years and years. She dyed it brown or whatever. And then you know the moment she kind of reveals herself, she's like, "I don't need to dye my hair. This is the real me." And she shows the real hey. hair. So that's not that. Yeah, that character's real hair is the white and the black. I don't think I care enough to watch it. I don't yeah, think there's I, any movie now that I that I'm like I have to see this shit. That's a that's a very over blanking statement. There's no movie that no. just nothing. Are you not a movie guy? I am. Okay, I really am. But like, are you are you making a <clears throat> reference to uh, a lot of these movies are remakes and and sequels and prequels that you're not interested in? No, I I, I look more for the and I, I've talked about this before, but it's like I'm more of a there's movies you watch because you got to like the Marvel shit. Ah, sure. He's like you're gonna feel like an outcast if you don't watch sure. the latest. And honestly, I've I didn't watch Doctor Strange. I didn't watch Shang Chi. I haven't watched any of the the stuff on Disney Plus either, low-key. I didn't watch any of that okay. stuff. Uh, but, like, you know, the big stuff, that the big ones that come to theater, like, uh, like Star Wars. Like, I gotta watch the Star Wars just for sure, the fuck of it. Sure, But I look for the interesting type movie. Like a create more... Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think yeah, you're like alone. Plot and, twist. Yeah, with the movie, with the world of movies going so blockbuster, uh, I don't think you're alone in your craving of more uh, niche creative I mean, endeavors I, I was talking about video games earlier like video games got yeah. better writers really than movies so and, we talked we talked off camera we talked about god of war yeah which i've become familiar with because i somehow went down a rabbit hole of watching like the video people playing it yeah and it's just like a cool story it's like the, it's like a movie what are two other uh video games in that sort of world where it's like also like a you're like playing a movie Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Hands down. I've heard that that, game. I know that's that's very popular. There was never a concept of character development in a video game other than you power up, right? Uh, Oh, that was the first one. You Mario, and then you get a mushroom, and then you get a star. That that, that, that was the only progression. It was very linear type thing. Interesting. That was the first one that was like, we can make this like a real movie thing. I, I think it was the first one. I'm trying to think of a... Uh, oh, the fucking Halo had an aspect of that a little sure, bit. Sure, sure, to some degree. But like Red Dead Redemption was actually because it looked great, because you're following uh, a group of guys and you're the guy's an outlaw and then he tries to do right. You can either do bad or do do good. And yeah. depending on how you play, your the ending is different. Really? The people interacting with you act differently. So let's say... You go into a town and you rob it. If you come back and you wear the same clothes, they recognize you. Wow. 
and then the dog chasing you and people the, the amount the, of work put into that no, is it, so it's, wild it's insane the kind of like oh and it's only getting better exactly yeah, it's just just wild so I'm, I, for anybody oh, listening I'm very uh, illiterate in the world of video games Last of Us is another one I've heard of that, that so HBO is making a series really yeah, based on the game uh, based on the game so it, it, there's uh, I don't know if you're into anime at all not really same shit like those guys come up with with concepts that you're like how the Hollywood is not. Yeah, I think what's I think you're I think you're hitting on a nerve that reaches to a larger point, uh, which is I think with ho- the Hollywoodization, the commodifying uh-huh. of movies, which for years and years, think about the movies from the seventies and Scorsese yeah. and all this, was the place for the real creatives of the world to kind of meet. Was was for a long, long time was traditional filmmaking mm-hmm. as the movies have become much more more commodified more blah 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 those creative minds some of them are really only skilled in the world of film so they're a little screwed mm-hmm. but they're just finding their place in other places video like those like storytellers or who, tv series obviously some of these tv shows are literally movies queen's gambit yeah was awesome uh, no, 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 no. you thought it was i liked it i liked it a lot. It, it was it, it was too one dimensional how? What do you mean? Because it's the whole time you're thinking, okay, it's gonna be the girl against the guy in the That's guy's world. You know, it's... you know she's gonna win. And and I was hoping, I was hoping there would be a moment. If you haven't watched it, you know, fuck off, go yeah. watch it. Hey, if you haven't watched that show, go fuck yourself. Yeah, so you dumb idiot. So I, I was like, okay, she lost to she lost, and then now she's gonna win and and you know play the master or whatever, right? But I'm thinking, it are they gonna add any element of Oh, as for that time period, was, was she going to ever have a moment where, oh, you know, I could have been a wife. I could have been a mom. I could have done all these things. And she never had that. She never has that. Sure. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it was the thing to do. Yeah. I'm saying that given the era that it happens in yeah. and the time, you're like, okay, she's going to work up a way to. And when, it, when you start having montage of her. You know, looking at the ceiling and practicing in their head, yeah. And like the the she goes to a tournament and then she wins the tournament in like thirty seconds flat. You, and you, said like, you thought it was predictable, exactly. Interesting. It's, and I was okay. hoping for a moment at the end, like, oh, there's a reckoning to this, or there's a there's something there, but it wasn't. All right. It's just a girl who looked well. I gorgeous. think you're, I, you know, I think you're a big dumb idiot, but that's just that's <laughs> just. <laughs> hey, Tusha's own Morgan. That, that's that's just corresponding in podcast. Um. Mm. Yeah, I mean, TV shows is a good one. I know this sounds silly, but like social media, TikTok stuff. Not to say everybody on TikTok is doing God's work, but I have found some like young filmmaker types sure. who are on TikTok with the format with, you know, 60 seconds or whatever. Fucking awesome. There's the, I forgot the guy's name, but this, this guy, he's I think he's like a student somewhere at a film school. Uh-huh. And his whole thing is he's like, uh, he's like, my friend Jim is a fisherman. And he just tells this weird little story about his friend, Jim, the fisherman. And Jim, I'm making that up. I don't know. Sure, but sure, like sure. every video is like, here's my friend. And like that friend has a weird job or a weird life or a weird circumstance. And it's just shot really well. And it's cr- cute and creative. It's p- p- the creative, the, the commodifying. I use that word a lot, but I think it works. Yeah. The commodifying the film industry and the removal, let's say, of creativity um, to, for, for superhero movies, you know, almost exclusively. Right. Those creative people aren't losing their creative voice. They're just going to find somewhere else to do it. I, I, I'm all for it. 
I'm all for I'm all for creativity. I was watching. Do you watch the Shane Gillis thing? Yeah. The wait wait the the special. No, not as special. The 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 little sketches he does on ah YouTube. the Gillian Keefe sketches, yes. very well done. So the one that I watched and I couldn't stop laughing was the OnlyFans dad. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Or he sits on the he sits on the, the Sibian, the Sibian, on yes, the Sibian, yes, yes. and is like, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to put a roof <laughs> over your head." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, "This is brilliant shit." Yeah. And and, I, and I'm all for what what I'm saying is, if you think of Hollywood as an institution that's been around for I don't know 200 years, I don't know how long it's been uh, around. But long enough. Yeah, 1920, 1930. Yeah, when you think about all the shit that came out of it, um, all good stuff, bad stuff, doesn't matter. You're like, okay, now there's other avenues and there's other um, ways to get creative. And I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm just like, as an institution, it's kind of dying off. Just like in, in comedy, The Tonight Show was the shit, was the place to be. They were the gatekeeper. Like, oh, we're telling you what's good. This is what's oh, good. Because yeah. know, we needed that. We needed that, but we not, needed not anymore. I think you brought up a good point, which I agree with this whole walking of path of like what I think about Hollywood. I think we're on a very similar page here. Sure. Um, I do think there's the, a leaf, uh, a new leaf, as they say. I think Shane Gillis is a good example because of the SNL ties he had. He got hired and fired in a day. I'm sure you're familiar. Good for him. Good for him. I, yeah, I agree with that. But like SNL has fallen under the category of something like The Tonight Show where a lot of people are like, this isn't funny anymore. It's been commodified. It's been, you know, pr- prescribed. It's so it's, predictable. It's so predictable. Sometimes it's just straight up not funny, which that's SNL's hard. I understand that not every sketch has ever been, but get this. Oh, wow. SNL is, is bad. That's the death of sketch comedy. Absolutely not. No, no, no. I want to go. Yeah. Shane Gillis is just doing it on his own and they're fucking amazing. Like it it really, I used to kind of live in sketch and improv world a little bit back in the day. It, I've been going into more into stand-up. I've been a little bit uh, cynical of that world a little bit. And honestly, SNL is sort of the crowning jewel of that. I've just been cynical. Ah, there's nobody funny in sketch. It's all woke. It's all bullshit, whatever. Uh-huh. He really opened up my eyes. Shane to, yeah, Shane re- reopened up my eyes to the uh, 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 what sketches can be. And I'm like, oh, it, it can still be funny. Fuck yeah. That's I see, sick. I was always... It can be edgy. It can be ballsy. It can be whatever. And really got my brain thinking about sketches, things that I might want to make, you know? Watch the old Mad TV sketches. I I grew up watching a lot of Mad TV. Which which ones? Uh, the la- the Van Comb Lady. The Van Comb Lady. I don't know. That's um. Which which actor? Played which it? character? Nicole Sullivan. Yep. Like the rich lady who's like inappropriate all the time. Oh she sure. Makes comments like but mostly racial jokes okay. that she makes. Yeah. There's a Halloween uh sketch that I think is like the guy walks up, uh, kids walk up and they have like. Um, I forgot what the customs are, but she's basically using every uh, racial stereotype in the book okay. to talk shit about kids to just okay. knock on the door. Sure, uh, you know uh, Stu Stewart. Yep, the grown baby. Yep, yep. Uh, Michael McDonald, that's yeah. the actor. Uh, and you're like, yeah, to, that was always funnier to me than SNL, whatever it was. Oh, sure. Yeah, I actually, I mean, this might be. I hope this is not a statement for Mad TV, but I watched it in elementary school. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, I was not always going to be a comedian. I did a bunch of other shit before I got into stand-up. Uh-huh. Um, but as like a young, like literally somewhere between first and fifth grade, I mean, very young, uh, the three things that I would watch a lot, four, four things, would be Mad TV, uh-huh. uh, Dennis Leary, he had No Cure for Cancer, which was a, 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 a comedy special he did that I listened to on tape. Mm-hmm. Lewis Black. I love Lewis Black. And um, John Stewart's, uh, uh, he had a book, like an audio book for a book he wrote, something about America. 
um, I guess I like politics, but like I would, I would literally walk around my neighborhood as like a fucking eight year old. <laughs> or how old are you in this third grade? I mean, uh, ten years old. Ten years old. Um, listening to uh, uh, all that, but specifically, you know, Mad TV was a big one. We we had a uh, in France. There was a uh, the biggest comedy sketch group. We had, there was there was a bunch. You're from France? Yeah, I grew up in France. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna throw it out there. Jeez. If you're listening, if you know me, yeah, you I, was, I, was at, I was at the, the the Louvre the other day. No, no, the, I'm not like that. Okay, I okay. grew up not in Paris, but outside. But, but anyway, the, there was this one sketch group called. If I translate, it's called the Unknowns. Three guys, mm-hmm. and they were so popular that they will have these basically like a block special for like an hour and a half of all this. So they would do parodies of commercials, parodies of. Um, of uh, TV shows, soap operas, they would have their own yeah. uh, their own sketches, and it was so big that the next day at school, that's what everybody talked about, and everybody was trying to reproduce their sketch. It's For like sure. what Chappelle Show was when Chappelle Show came out. Another thing was, I watched at that around that. No, it's actually so it's like you know I'm rich, bitch. Everybody was saying that right after. Oh, you yeah. know, was that. Chappelle Show big in France? I was here already. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't okay, think okay. so. I don't think so because... How well, old were you when the Chappelle show was initially on? Not to date you or anything, but... Uh, Chappelle show came out in 2004? Yes. I was uh, 22. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was right You're an adult. There. Okay, yeah. so you could appreciate it much more than I could yeah, have when I was like 11 or okay. something. And I was already a fan of Chappelle. Yeah. It was killing him softly and, and, and all that. So, yeah. now I mean, it, it's... When you get to that, I, I, I think, yeah, sketch comedy done right. Uh, forget SNL. <laughs> Which has been amazing in the past. But you don't. Yeah, of course, in the past. I like love I, SNL. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm, an S, I'm a diehard SNL fan. It just so happens that I think it's really fucking bad now. And that's a 47 huge season or some shit like that. Uh, uh, Is yeah, that how many? Yeah. 40 uh, something. Yeah, forty-seven or forty-eight, because uh, it's it's about to be the forty-eighth. Yeah, so that guy left Beck, whatever Beck Bennett left. Yeah, and then they brought in two other guys, three, three, other, three people. other people who I didn't really know. I think two of them are stand-ups. Uh, w- one of them I know is an LA-based stand-up that I'd heard about just when mm-hmm. I was in LA. But um, yeah, nobody's super recognizable or anything. That, that's which is fine, you know, which is fine. But uh, I like, I mean, the the most notable. I mean, when Eddie Murphy was on, when I mean Richard Pryor was on, when I like I like the whole uh, Richard Pryor was ever a cast member on this. No, no, he, he wasn't. Just but just as just as you know, being part of the sketches, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the place. It was the it was the place for comedy. It was it was a, SNL is SNL for 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 a reason. But it just it's it a good school. Put it this way, yeah, it's a good it's school. It's just to go not through. cool anymore. Mm, and the no. only thing cool they have is Pete Davidson, literally because he's cool. Like, which really? is not I, I think, which is not comedy cool. Weekend update is still all right. If you want, weekend update can be fine. I, I like Michael Che. I don't know about the other guy, but Michael Che is funny. Uh, Colin Jost. Yeah, I like, like both. I like. Yeah. It was it was in a Tom and Jerry movie. I was like, no, never. Colin played. Jost was in a Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, the one Tom and Jerry with real people. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he played the. He's also married to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, which must is be pretty nice. Pretty cool. Does he do comedy at all? Colin Jost. Yeah, like uh, stand up. He he does. So he was a writer, um, for the Harvard Lampoon at Harvard. Do you know uh-huh. the Harvard Lampoon? No, no national. Um, well, well, it's the same thing. So, um, uh, long story short, this guy Doug Kenny back in the seventies uh, uh, started this thing called the, Na- the the Harvard Lampoon, which uh-huh. was a comedy club. Just a, or you know what I'm sorry, it already existed, and I think he joined it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a, it was like it's like an exclusive comedy club on Harvard's campus, 
And a lot of uh, comedians and writers have come from Harvard, from this lampoon. He took it and made it into a radio show called The National Lampoon, then a magazine, then the movies, et cetera, et cetera. So The National Lampoon was birthed from the Harvard Lampoon. Oh. Uh, I think I think on campus, they probably do a number of things, I mean, but it's a paper. It's a comedy. Ch- Chevy Chase, National Lampoon. Chevy Chase was like a cast member for National Lampoon stuff, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, this was all pre-SNL. Uh, uh, Gilda Radner was there. John Belushi was there. Right, then I, uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray was there, yes. Yeah, the, the whole camp. So oh. when SNL started, they the initial kind of like tongue-in-cheek idea was, let's combine the performers from the Second City in Chicago. I remember that documentary. And the, and the writers right. of of the Harvard slash National Lampoon. Yes. That, and, that's kind of where it all uh, And the guy, Ramis? Harold Ramis. Or, yes, Harold Ramis was part of that. Too. I'm also a Second City alumni in Chicago. Oh, really? So I, this stuff I, I have seeped in my brain pretty... Yeah, I did their... Uh, uh, it's called Comedy Studies. Pretty much it's all of their programs kind of crammed into one semester for a semester abroad. Obviously, it's not abroad. It's in Chicago. Wait, hold on. So doing what? Improv sketch? Uh, improv and sketch. No stand-up. No stand-up. We literally did a day. Like, like we prepared. We had a, a, a workshop. We exactly. have a lab. <laughs> no, no, no. no but this this is improv and sketch, specifically how Second City does improv and sketch, which is it's kind of its own little flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, um, so I'm trying to think who else is from... Colbert's from there. Carell's uh, from there, right? Colbert, uh, Carell was actually Colbert's understudy. For, or, no, flipped. Colbert was Carell's understudy for a, a period of time uh-huh. on the main stage. They ended up, new show, they both got on as main players, and they have a very famous uh, sketch in the lore of Second City called Maya. Super fucking. What was the one? I saw one where they're playing waiters that get nauseous. So that's on the Dana Carvey show. Oh, uh, okay. Which Dana ca- cast a lot from the Second City, obviously. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, waiters who get nauseous by food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which might have been an idea f- when they were from sec- at Second City. Uh-huh. Uh, they just used it on there. But yeah, waiters who get nauseous um, from food. That's the Dana Carvey show, which is a whole other conversation, but that's so, a while. So what, what was the click for you to start to switch over to stand-up? From that world to, to this? So it wasn't ever a click. Uh, well, there was a click. It, it, I ran the gamut of every kind of entertainment you can imagine. So I, it all started in high school. I did high school theater. I was a musical theater kid. I played football. Uh-huh. Was, I played college football, actually, but not to brag. I played Division three college Not football. to brag about. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, big, me. I'm a fucking super masculine, manly guy. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, long, who loves Oprah? Lo- yeah, who lo- I love <laughs> Oprah. Um, uh, long story short, I got into musical theater, and I actually like wanted to pursue musical theater. So I studied theater. I went to Emerson College to study theater. I ended up canceling that. I I stud- actually ended up staying, studying the improv, but it's kind of a side thing. But um, studied musical theater at another conservatory. Moved to New York to do musical theater, whatever the fuck that means. Because I think I had two auditions in like you were two 12 years. Twelve or what? The- no, I was. Uh, this is. Co- I was twenty two years old. Okay, this is a few years ago. Uh, I'm twenty seven now, so five years ago. Okay, um, twenty one, twenty two years old. Um, trying to do musical theater. That kind of morphed into like TV f- or like morphed into like straight theater. Mm-hmm. Like normal plays. As, as opposed to gay theater? As opposed to very gay theater, in which musical theater is very gay. <laughs> uh, I have a bunch of old friends from that world, and just a, it's a gay fun time. Flamboyant. Super flamboyant. Uh, I was definitely the token straight guy, as you would say. You try to fuck you? Oh, I'm sure somebody tried. Yeah. Oh, you would know. No? Uh, no one of not. the, I won't say names, but one of the, um, are you familiar with the musical Kinky Boots? No, but that sounds very gay. <laughs> it's, uh, 
I whatever. A, a, a cast member from Kinky Boots tried to take me home, and he's a he's a man. Uh, so and how, I, how far, I, how, how, did you get to the doorstep? Oh, I, mean, I sucked his cock. I sucked, oh, no, okay. I'm kidding. I did not suck the the man's cock, uh, <laughs> even though he would have liked that. But you could have made it far. I was so dude. A straight guy getting this is not a bit, but a straight guy. I get so like when a gay guy really hits on me, uh-huh. I don't get like dude back off. I I'm like oh my gosh, like that's honestly so chart. It's so dude. flattering. So, but I I'm just it's just not for me. I'm sorry. You know, what? I, maybe I'll try it one day. But for right now, I'm just so sorry. I just get like I don't want to be offensive because I am so flattered that they want to fuck me. Like that that I don't care who you are. If you want to fuck me, like that's flattering. I had a that happened to me. I was at a pool party. And I knew everybody. It was this this girl I knew's huge house, and her, all her friends. She she only had gay friends. Sure, no, she did. And, and I'm like, I believe you. And and everybody, well, you know, you know, bathing suit and everything. And then this guy kept coming up to me and just like, boop, tapping on my crotch. Oh yeah, I've had the plenty. Tap. I've had plenty of grabs and yeah, touches. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, I'm, and I don't want to be like. Hey man, yeah, fuck off me. Yeah, kind of thing. I'm like, we're be, still trying to because you don't want to be homophobic. Yes. Like, I don't want to be homophobic and I'm not, but like, and I'm not even saying that, but like my, my, my willingness to not be a homophobe co- comes out with me being like, Oh my God, like that's, it's not for me. I'm oh just, my God. No, seriously. Yeah. Oh I'm my not. God. Seriously. I'm honestly just having an off day. I just become <laughs> the gayest straight guy. Have you heard the expression being family? Being family. Yeah. No. Um, I, I drove Uber, um, about a few years back. It doesn't matter. Pick up this group of guys. I don't believe you. That was Uber driver. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> All right, continue. Sir. And they 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 get in the car, and then one of them, Jenna, gets in between the the passenger seat and the driver's seat. Goes, goes, are you family? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know you. It, it doesn't mean a part of the gay community. I had no idea the whole time, but he kept insisting, "Are oh, you family?" Because if you're family, you gotta, you know, you gotta come with us because we're family. And I, I I didn't know what that meant. So did you find out what it meant? When I dropped him off, he said, "Oh, like, are you gay? Are yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, I had no. Are I, you a part of the crew? Is what he was. Involved. Yeah, but I'd never heard that expression. Before. I don't know if it's an expression or if he was just saying it. Like, I don't know if that's. I, an thought, ex- I would think that there's a gay vernacular that sure. people know. So when you go to a gay club and you say, "Hey, are you family?" That's what I thought when he took when he dropped it on me and then sucked my dick. But the yeah, point yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. He told you about what family meant after he yeah, like I'm, 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 a, I'm yeah. a big family man. I believe yeah, yeah. in family. Yeah, family well, I'm, a, I'm, fa- a, I'm a family guy now. Yeah, family is the core of this society. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, going about you. Yeah, so I was in musical theater. That kind of went to straight theater. Blah blah blah. Film. We already went down that page. Um, that kind of went to like TV film world man you really wanted to entertain that was always something. oh yeah i so then i was taking classes in like tv film and like trying to audition for tv like that kind of in new york this is still new york uh-huh. then towards the end of my time in new york that kind of i realized i was like funny i realized like whatever i'm gonna do it's gonna be somewhere humorous it's i'm not gonna be mr dramatic actor mm-hmm. which for a time i was studying i mean i was really studying all of the as dramatic of dramatic things as you can imagine i get i don't know drama class did you try dancing no, never did dancing. Okay. Yeah. No, that that well, that one I knew was not going to be for me. <laughs> I'm trying to picture it. I actually, this is actually a real story. Uh-huh. When I moved to New York, I had a few people who knew a few people who, you know, wanted to, I wanted to get coffee with, hey, what's it like living in New York? What's it like doing theater? And I ended up sitting down with a great guy, uh, uh, former Broadway dancer. He'd been in like 10 Broadway shows. Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. I sat down with Michael Bublé. <laughs> 
former dancer guy, uh, turned director. I think I met him because he was a director. Whatever, like a like a whatever. And um, I said he was a dancer, and I said, hey, I think his name was Michael, actually. So back to Michael. <laughs> and I said, um, oh, you know what? You're not going to believe this. You know, I just started musical. You know, I'm doing musical theater. I just signed up for this dance program. You know, I want to get better at dance. I want to be, you know, in theater, and I know you have to dance, and I want to be better at dance because I'm really bad at dance. And he said, Morgan, have you given them your money? I said, no. He said, don't do that. I said, why? I want to be a better dancer. He's like, Morgan, are you a dancer right now? Are you like, you know, are you going to dance? I said, no, no. That's why I would be taking the class. I want to become better. He said, Morgan, if you're not going to be a real dancer, don't waste your time becoming a little bit of a dancer. Yeah. Get Focus on what Just you can that. do, which would be the acting and the singing. And, and yep, that's a good advice. So that was the advice. And I totally saved a bunch of money in a, probably some embarrassing fucking dance class. I have taken dance classes. That's for sure. I have taken dance classes, uh, and your boys got some moves. I'm just for a big for a big for a big football guy. I I can move my little booty a little bit, but I'm I digress. See this shit. Uh, I'm a, on the. I mean, I, not, I, I not, don't know not, what not, I'm not really now, doing. Just but, the two of us in my apartment. I don't trust that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the next time, can we be family? <laughs> okay, because I, only, I, I, I you know because I only dance for family. <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean. Um. So, uh, so I'll be daddy. I wear the hat. Great. <laughs> well, we're we're a callback podcast. Okay. Oh, it's called the feedback, right? Hey, we're, today it's the callback. Okay. Um. So yeah, so TV, film, sketch, comedy. So I started class at UCB. Uh, there was one there called the Pit Theater, mm-hmm. and then as that was happening, I sort of realized, like, I wanted to be. I, I realized I was probably in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I realized that New York was probably not for me. Uh, I realized that LA, I had friends in LA and because I'm from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized like, uh Oh, I think I might need to go to LA if I really want to start pursuing like film and filmmaking and like making sketches and, you know, acting, I like really act more like TV film acting stuff, which is obviously much more in LA. My theater interest was waning. So I was like, you know what? Let's go back to LA. So I moved back to LA mm-hmm. and then that sort of started so that's I got into like filmmaking world randomly, like direct, like like Sundance. You're not, really trying everything. Everything, not not that I got into Sundance, but like there is sort of a world of like independent filmmakers. That, right, right, I guess right. Sundance is kind of the big one. Yeah, uh, I got into that world. I, I made long story short, I made a sketch that did a little bit of a small circuit. I don't know how or why, but that's all other thing. But um, mm-hmm. and then like TV acting, like I signed up for like you know TV acting class and how to get an agent and how to get a manager like Hollywood Hollywood were you going on auditions and everything for shows yeah yeah I mean not for anything sure. legit you yeah, need like a real agent yeah. uh, the, the farthest I ever really went with anything was commercials I got a I got a pretty decent commercial agent out in LA so that would be the most Hollywood like I got but I, I didn't bu- I booked like one small thing I didn't really do anything crazy you have a look on your face did you want to add something no 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 that's fine okay um, you're looking like family that's what I'm <laughs> Um, so, um, uh, uh, yeah. So then I was in like total Hollywood. Like I wanted, do you know, um, Issa Rae? Yeah. 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 Like the creator star. That was my dream for, for a lot of that time. I was like, I'm going to be, cause I have the acting and comedy chops. I have the right. I was also taking right TV writing classes at UCLA. What's the time? What's the time span here? What, what are you talking about? Four years, five years, including New York. Yeah. Uh, I moved to New York in January of 2016. I left LA if we're just, I mean, I haven't even finished the, I left LA January 1st, 2021. So there's a nice four or five years oh, here okay. yeah, yeah, okay. of this slow ascent. So then I'm in like Hollywood actor creator land. Uh-huh. And then 
with a little bit of sketch. I, I never felt like I fit in in the world of sketch, like the like Groundlings, UCB. I never felt like I fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, te- then I got into like I'm gonna write a script. So then I was like, I cut everything off. I was like, I'm gonna write a script. I'm gonna become like a TV writer. I studied it. I did everything. That kind of I just never ended up finishing. It was just kind of miserable. I just wasn't. And then somehow, some way. I don't actually fully remember, but I just stand up. I had friends who were stand ups years in the game, even at the time. Went to a bunch of stand up shows. I kind of knew who was around a little bit. Like you knew you were a fan already of sure, Planet. sure. Your exactly. Yeah, I knew comics. what was up, and then started. Re- I said, you know what? I want to do comedy. I want to do stand up because I, I just sort of realized it was a. You could probably tell from that long list of things I've did that I have a lot of like interests and like I also have sure. like, I have a little bit of a business mind. I like kind of seeing like how to com- you know I, I don't know I like thinking like that mm-hmm. and I just sort of realized like stand up is sort of a combination of all of those things. I get to perform every day. Mm-hmm. I get to per- you know perform. I get to write. I get to make my own little career. It's like I don't know. I just it 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 felt like, it felt like it fit me. Um, I started it. It totally fit me. I loved it. I was in L A for five months. How did, how was it your first time? Uh, technically, my first time I signed up for a comedy class, which was terrible. Wait, so I signed up for a stay. I said to myself, I'm probably going to be too scared to just go to an open mic. Uh-huh. Let me do a comedy class, get the balls to get up in front of people, maybe get a joke, literally just a joke. What's the comedy class like? How to write? <sighs> what is what is it like on paper and what is it like in reality is a very different. I'm curious. because I can only speak for the comedy class I did, which will be completely nameless here. I can. I've had. I've heard stories of success stories in comedy classes. So this is not a you know an indoctrination. Sure. I, I've heard people talk so much shit about. Comedy uh, allow classes. me to add to the shit pile. It was. <laughs> it was just a joke. It was like in a bad way. Like it was the guy. Who was, the, who was, was this? Guy? I don't want to say his name, but no, no. Was, but I mean, who was he in the comedy he, world? Who was? Reti- that's a that's a good fucking question. Like, like I a mean, retired comic. He was. I think disgruntled. He was like a stand-up slash writer, like a TV writer. I think he wrote on a show in like the 80s or 90s. You Old know? guy. Yeah, well, at the time, he was probably a man in his 50s. Okay. So definitely past the hill. Yeah, past yeah, yeah. The hump. And some of it, I'm forgetting, he just, like, the class started, like, the first day was like five days in a row. It was like an intensive of sorts uh-huh. for a number of hours a day. And he like, hi, guys, welcome to class. And he just start, like, I think he talked, to, he talked shit on another stand-up teacher. Well, he actually stole everything he knew from me. That was like one of the first things he said. Oh, great. He then starts telling stories of him with famous comedians. So one time, you know, I was hanging out at the comedy store and Chris Rock, uh, you know, he had a story about he had a story about how he picked up George Carlin from the airport. I don't know how or why. I think his dad, I think the man's dad was actually like a very successful TV guy. Like Uber, uh, I forgot the name of the show, but his father, you know, created some crazy show. So through that, you know, he got to meet these people, whatever. But he was just so corny and so whatever. So what did we learn? Like basic joke structure, you know, like really basic, not even that good. Just kind of like, you know, so some, you know, if you think of something, what's the opposite of it? Like I, rem- the only thing I remember is like, you know, how do we, you know you can take the phrase um, "Viva Las Vegas"? Uh-huh. You know, people know. If you say, if you're talking about Las Vegas and you say, yeah, I had a great time in Las Vegas. um, Sorry, let me rephrase. If you're saying a statement like, hey, I had a great time in Las Vegas and you know what they say about Vegas, every, you know, what happens in Vegas Vegas stays in Vegas. 
if you wanted to make that funny, you would do something like, I had a great time in Vegas, and you know what they say about Vegas, what happens in Vegas, and you'd say something different. Yeah. You know, ends up on Instagram. That, like, that's what I mean by joke structure. <sighs> and so he had us all sit down and like, you know, give me five examples. Okay, what happens in Vegas? And you had to come up with five things, you know, ends up on my credit card or, you know, gets me in trouble. <laughs> really? I mean, just so I went, then I went up to perform at the end of each one of those days with whatever I had. Pro- terrible, awful. I don't even remember. Terrible, awful, awful. Um, but you know what? It was worth it in one big way and then one kind of small way. The first one was it got me going. At the end of that class, uh-huh. I started doing mics with, no with pretty much no stop. The only thing that stopped me was quarantine. So you know what? It got me to do it. Okay. And then the second thing would be was randomly, a woman from that class uh, uh, has grown to be one of the biggest comedy producers in uh, San Diego. And she remembered me, and, and I got a nice recommendation, and I got booked on a show. It was like this one of the best shows I've ever done. I don't know how I was here. Wow. So you know what? You never know who you're going to meet, you know? And so she uh, became a funny comedian herself and just, I mean, she, some of these shows, I'm like looking at pictures and I was there and I was like, like how this many is, people are you talking? Uh, this one was like 200. Oh, wow. Which like, like what, for a fucking in? me or her, you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a year in, not including time off. Sure. I took 10 months off for quarantine. Yeah. Um, uh, five months before quarantine and then about eight months now. In. So about to tell you for a guy who's a fucking year in. No shit. It was in Sandy. It's in Sandy. I flew whatever. Uh, that that was pretty fucking wild. So it's like that's a nice thumbs up thing. So you never know who you're going to meet, even the crappiest of situations. I guess that is dope, man. That is dope. And now I'm the greatest comedian in the world. So I don't know if you heard, but no, I was no, voted. No, I think you just family greatest. Um, I'm, a, I'm a well, I'm a comedian <laughs> for family. So you know, I had um, I actually did my first paid show. What last weekend? Whoa. I want to give a, a special shout out to the can't even call me folks. Oh, Maxwell and Caitlin. You know, so I just got back from LA. Do you know, I went to LA to do their can't even show. Oh, you did? I nice. literally, I, at, so I, at the pizza joint or the other one on at the rooftop? The, at the rooftop. I literally nice. just did the rooftop show. Yeah. Uh, the, fucking Tuesday, whatever, four days ago. Yeah, so they, that's funny. Look at that. Yeah. Good I also will give out a shout. So it's uh, Caitlin Eckstein. Yes. Um, she runs can't even comedy with her, uh, soon to be husband yeah they got a low they're eloping yeah uh maxwell who uh was a photographer in or is a photographer giant man he is a huge he's like six five giant oh your buddies with them yeah, that's yeah. sick they were they were all weekend and uh because we do the hip-hop bingo thing i was telling you yes. about yes at native hostel yes so we did one in june where we did hip-hop bingo and then they had a showcase they didn't have a venue i found a venue uh, oh, you it, helped them get connected to in Austin. Yes. Austin. Interesting. Yes. Good uh, for you. Yeah, she's a she's a. They are both. First of all, they're a great tandem. Uh, they are a hustling. No shit. They Ooh, told baby. me about going to New York. They just came back from New York and they got I, hustled. I up. heard the story as yeah. well. Yes, <laughs> they got screwed out over. Uh, oddly enough, I, I won't say names, but the the venue that apparently screwed them a little bit yeah. happens to be a popular venue for musical theater types to do their little solo shows, oh. sing songs. And so I've actually been to this venue. I know the venue. Not I don't know the people who own it or anything, but um, funny enough. Yeah. So th- they were going to be the dope shit. My dope shit for the for this episode because. Yeah, they're hustling hard, and they are. We, we we got the. They may be the only. I'm I'm bad hanging out with couples. I don't like to be sure. the third wheel sure, sure, or sure. hold the candles. I don't like yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But hold with the candles, that, I could hold the candles. Yeah, it's like a, at the wedding. Is that is that a? No, it's just like you're hanging out with. And, and if I I translate from French, but 
Uh, oh, it's a French phrase. It's a French phrase. What yeah. is it in French? Uh, tenir les chandelles. And it pretty much just means third wheel. Yeah, it's third wheel. That's I, sick, dude. And, and it's it, and I hate that shit. Hold the candles. Yeah, hold the candles. My guess as to what that means is the first image that comes to my brain is at a wedding, the different uh, people in the wedding, like your groomsmen, hold candles and they're kind of like off to the side. Is it that com- kind of where it comes from? No, I, I think it comes from if you were to have a candlelight dinner. You and your go, you and your girlfriend, and there's a third guy sitting next to you, like the waiter. Yeah, like a Lumi- like Lumiere. He's French. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, from the uh, I know French. <laughs> Be our guest, dude. Yeah. Jacques Levu. Jacques, what? Did I make that up? Is yeah. Jacques Levu made up? Yeah, yeah. That's offensive. I'm no, but, but I mean, it, 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 we had a blast. I took him to because uh, Kathleen was like, "All right, I'm gonna need some cornbread." And, oh, where'd you take him? Where'd you go? Uh, the, he said cornbread and mac and cheese. Okay. And I'm like, not every barbecue joint does both. Sure. So I asked friggin' I asked Yoni. Yoni was like, it's Terry Black's. Yep. Which I've never been to. I went a few days ago and had I, I've never been to Terry Black's. I know just Joe Rogan's favorite joint. So it's now cool. it's blown up, of course. Yep. What did you think? I think it's legit. Yeah. It was I mean, first of all, I'm with Maxwell, so we oh, have so oh much meat and this dude, you opened the door to the kitchen. And we saw, and I kid you not, a vat of mac and cheese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had never seen that much mac and cheese. Fucking wild. But it was it was delicious, and we ate like freaking pigs. The show was good though that you that you were on the at the David Hustle. Yes, actually, I thought Trent Cross was on. Uh, Lucas was on. Yeah, David Lucas. Um, David Lucas was a headliner. Derek uh, Poston. No. Oh, he didn't show. No, that's who I replaced. I actually replaced Derek Poston on a show uh, the other day. I got so sw- everybody, thanks Derek for not doing. Yeah, thanks. we're, you. we're yeah, replacing we're, you, man. We're, t- we're taking it. It's because he's so funny and cool. I really like Derek. No, no, he's funny. I, I saw, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, he opened for Andrew Schultz. He did. I imagine that's why he was dropping some of these gigs because he was picking those up. But whatever. Probably. I don't. He's probably um, on. He's, I mean, he was on tour with Schultz. So. I know uh, Perry Grown, a good buddy of mine. He was on too. Was on it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mario Tanti. Mario Tanti. He just moved from L.A. I knew him in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mario Tanti. He's I, I, cool I haven't guy. met him. I mean, apparently they're really, really good friends. And I, I, I've, I didn't meet the guy. If uh, from what I can tell, Mario and Caitlin are, are pretty tight. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. Cool guy. Haven't uh, seen him since he's been in Austin. But he's uh, cool. trying to think who else was on. I, I know a girl from LA, Margot Hamilton. She was, was the on. host. Oh, she hosted. She hosted. There yes. you go. Margot, uh, I just hung out with her a little bit. She's a cool lady. Reconnected. I knew her pre-COVID. Re- re- reconnected. So did you? Did you go on the road a lot? A lot? Go back to LA and do shows? I was just back in LA. I, I was in LA for two separate times in September. W- one of them was to do some stuff. The second time was be- honestly because of Caitlin and can't even. Yeah. I got the show and I realized my schedule's a little screwy and I was like, oh, this might not be. I said, fuck it. Let me go do the show. I'll do another trip. It's very cheap for me to get out there. I can stay with friends. It, it cost me almost nothing. Uh, try to build some, some stuff around it. Uh, but I literally went back out for can't even. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'll see you in Austin. <laughs> it was like she was literally getting on a flight. They're, they're the coming day. back in. Uh, so November 21st, they're coming back. Oh, really? Yes. God damn it. Now, I say that. I literally, my thought process was, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm gone. Literally. Is that I, no, but I didn't get booked. She hasn't booked me. I just assumed. Oh. So. <laughs> literally I, just assumed. I, I, I'll get you in. I know. No, but I can't do it. So don't oh. get me in. I'm leaving on the 20th. So that's uh, I'm going to New York. For all good. Better. But they, they were, so we have a bet going on right now because, um, and I gave him shit for it because, so the, they booked me last minute to say, going to replace Derek. You got seven minutes. All right, cool. I'll do it. Nice. And then they didn't watch my set. They went to the back at Native. Shout out to Noah, who's a chocolate 
chocolatier and he had this oh. whole chocolate experience when they were smashing chocolate with brass knuckles. The the you're saying this comedy show was catered by a chocolatier? No, no, no. So at Native Hostel, there's yeah. a guy in there who has a shop. He's a chocolatier. And while I was at on stage, Native, or the guy who works there happens to also own a chocolate store. The guy who works there also owns a chocolate shop okay, inside. Great. There, uh, the the. I thought people hustle. were slinging chocolate uh, on stage. I no, thought, but okay. the, the, I, I'm like, you booked me to be on this thing, and then you went during my set. You went and got chocolate. Not uncommon. No, I'm not. I've no, I gave I, shit for it. I, I was just, I was just yeah, kidding. It and happens. Then, and then she said, uh, "All right." Um, and then we meet these people who this guy owns a yoga studio. I don't do yoga, but he gave me a pass. And Kelly was like, "If you take that yoga class." And I have proof that you took the class. I give you 15 minutes when you come to LA. <laughs> there you go, dude. I'm like, fuck that's, me. That's worth a yoga class, buddy. Really? Oh, the yeah, embarrassment dude. of a yoga class? Dude, get some fucking time. Get some fucking stage time, Yeesh. dude. On the Mama Shelter show? Would you do that? That the, I, I think it'd be that one, yeah. Mama Shelter, this is so inside baseball, but Mama Shelter is a, a rooftop bar in LA. It looks dope. Very, very Hollywood. There's a view on the... Beautiful view. You can see the Hollywood sign from there. It's beautiful. Right? Have you been to LA? No, you showed me pictures. Oh, you've never been to LA? No. Oh, that would be an amazing place to go. No, I've never been. Yeah. You've been trying to get me there for the, months. The, the energy of that specific place is very bougie, you know, oh. Instagram. That's the vibe. Um, and so it's a bar. It's also like a, like a busy bar. Yeah. So the, the crowd, I'll spare you details until you get to it, but the, it's, it's a harder crowd because there's a lot going on. It's, you have to be like, very like, what's up guy? How you doing? You can't just like, Hey, so my jokes are like, you have to get them. What's you do? What do you come here? Like, oh, the, okay. you kind of have to, cause it's, it's the, the, they're like, you have a se- the section of the bar is for you, uh-huh. but the other section, which is just wide open. It's not, there's no wall or anything. Right. It's just people hanging out and having dinner and shit. So sometimes they're sitting there and they're not looking at you. They're having their own very loud conversation. Oh, that's gotta be fun. And they're kind of, sometimes to me. Exactly. So you have to be a little more of the the crowd whisperer of sorts. Uh, I thought I did fine. I don't. I, didn't. I don't. I just, I just got to go. I mean, he's been trying to get me to do my bingo thing over there too, so I'm yeah. working on that. But I, I, I never. Last time I went to LA I was 14, so it doesn't count. And I was there for Mama two days. Shelter would be a pretty wild place for you to have your LA comedy career debut. That, that's pretty pretty good show, and it's just a wild place to do comedy. It's it's. I fun. just want to see it. As, oh I, yeah, as especially fan, if you've never been to LA. It's a beautiful view. It's a great vibe. Good drinks. Yeah, it's cool. Be- pretty ladies. If that, I mean, if that, I think that's what you're looking for. No, I'm family. Remember? Oh yeah. Well, pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty family members as well. I'm sure there's a lot of family members over yeah. there. Yeah. No, it's Orpah. it's a cool spot. I mean, it's no. A cool I'll, spot. I'll go. I'll go. By the end of the year, I told him I'd, I'd take a trip down there. It's it's been a little more complicated and stuff. But Obviously, it's better now. Yeah, it's better now. Anyway, we're going to wrap up. What's your dope shit? What is my dope shit? Um, did you read the email? You, I did, but I'm. For, what is dope shit again? I'm sorry. It's basically something that you think people should know about besides you. It could be a book, a a, a movie, a play, a YouTube site, a porn site, whatever you want. Oh, porn site. Okay. No. Um. Huh. I mean, my my dope shit was really the can't even. I want to give a shout out to these guys because I had a blast hanging out with them over the weekend. Oh, and I will say my other dope shit. Uh, Moon Tower was last week. Oh, I totally missed it. Oh, f- you got to do it, man. They're coming back in April. Why? Why so soon? Because it's usually in April. Oh, so this is like a kind of a pre thing. Yeah, this was a, because awesome. that because of COVID, they yeah, have to yeah. push it. But they just signed a uh, partnership with Just for Laughs. 
Whoa. So it's gonna so Moon Tower was like Thursday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh next year it will be like a ten day festival all over Austin with just for laughs. So it's a good move. It's a great yeah. move because Moon Tower's grown. I've been going to Moon Tower for nine years in a row and every year it's bigger. Yeah. Today, this year was a little more subtle. Sure, sure. It's but it's understandable. But I've I've seen so many fucking I saw a tell this year. You know, Dan Soda was here. The uh, the guys we fuck girls were here. I mean, it was it was yeah. dope. So shout out to Moon Tower. That's my dope. the Moon Tower and it can't even comedy folks go check I, it out. I, I think I have a dope a dope shit. What's a, a, dope a, shit? a singular dope shit. I just started watching. Um, I I found out for them from uh, Nasia Marrero, Marrero, the comedian here. Yeah, I know she is, but I met her like twice. And I haven't even actually met her. I don't I don't know her, but I just saw her face pop up in this thing mm-hmm. called this new YouTube channel company called the Funny Media Group or Funny Media Entertainment, something funny media something. Uh-huh. Um, and they are they produced a 10-minute uh, special for her. And it looks like a goddamn Netflix special. It is ten minutes. So ten minutes long. Well, it's not just hers. They did a number of people. So there's like maybe now twenty people who have these ten minute little specials. Uh-huh. But they're like amazing quality. They did, they booked out a studio with a cool backdrop. It's like it, it, if you want to see like up and coming comedian Nasia included. Uh, I don't know Nasia, so good job Nasia. But um, if you want to see up and coming comedians and like v- like v- they're not getting an hour. Mm-hmm. But they're getting a 10 minute. Specifically, there's a guy I did a show with named Jay Washington, who was also a part of it. Um, he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it was just so cool to see, like, comedians that I know a little bit or, like, are a little no older love, than me. Yeah. And, like, it, they had, like, a studio audience. They had, wow. I mean, it was like a, fu- I don't know who fucking is paying for it, but Funny Media Group or Funny Media Entertainment. Um, you get on that? Can I get on that? Absolutely not. I have no idea who I would. Do. No, I'm not ready for that shit. Ten minutes. I can. Oh, let me let me rephrase. I can do ten minutes. Yeah, but it's like a. I mean, it's a loose ten minutes. Like it's it's like I riff a lot. I have a lot of whatever. Like I can do a little bit more than ten minutes. But like I'm not going to sit here and say I think these jokes are the greatest things I'm ever going to written. When I get to that level, I want to get to the point where I have a like a real ten minutes. Like this is a calling card of sorts. I, I still feel like I'm in the. The, the the cocooning stage of my career. I'm not I, even born yet. To I mean, I like my <laughs> jokes; they're cool. Um, but and some of them might stick, yay! But like, oh no, that that I think, at least for my taste, is for somebody uh, uh, quite a, quite a little bit down the road for me, a few years. Really? Uh, but if they went to me, I don't know who runs it. But I, they, I've, I've, I haven't seen you in a minute, so I'm gonna have to. Again, I can get ten minutes, and I think I have ten minutes that people will laugh at some point somewhere in the ten minutes, but. If I'm going to have something that well produced by yeah. a company like that, I want a 10 minutes that... Is it local? They're LA-based, I believe. Oh, okay. This was LA-based. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and just I was super... I mean, also a lot other dope shit. Just there's a uh, just live comedy. There, LA is doing a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I've said this and I'll, I'll say it, goddammit, uh, in public. I think if we're comparing the LA and Austin comedy scenes, I think LA has better shows. Uh, stuff like Can't Even... Uh, yeah. Other really well produced, tight, awesome shows with promotion and posters and good comedians. Oh, they get great on the street. Ve- they go- <laughs> great venues. Where in Austin, I think there's some f- lovely shows. I think there's some really good shows, but like only like a few, very few of them match to what's happening in LA. There's a lot more. There's a lot of bullshit here. 
there's a lot of bullshit in LA. There's just more. Where I think the flip side, Austin has a much better mic scene, yes. and I think is a much better scene for younger comedians like myself to continue growing. I agree. With, I don't. I've heard about the other scenes, but as far as when I, I meet, I meet comics who just got here like all the time. I just got here like last week sure, or yesterday, and sure. you tell me, and like, where should I eat? I'm like, dude, there are mics every day. And good ones, yeah. Like the mics in LA are very uh, sterile. They're very. You pay five dollars for each of them. There's pretty much you and five other comedians. That mm-hmm. oh man, that cannot always be the best. Where here, you know, not to say every mic is great. No mic is great. Every mic in the world is terrible. But relatively speaking, um, there's some mics here that you get real people. And like shit, man, to be a young guy and literally just to have a table of three people watching you is f- at actually watching is fucking. I saw, awesome. That's I saw this kid yesterday at the Romo Room. Uh, doing the best of the Romo Room showcase. Yes. And I was I was on there, and this kid I forgot his name Lane something. Lane. Okay. Uh, but he he been doing open mics the whole time, and that was his first actual showcase. Sure. And he just lit up. Oh, he killed. Fucking him. killed. Nice. And I was like, you did something else before this because yeah i did five years of improv and sketch oh. and all that stuff but you you could tell that he it 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 felt so comfortable and he was so happy just like oh my god i got to do this in front of non-comics because yeah. it's, it's a it's a different vibe it's a different energy that you get it's a different performance yeah. altogether, really and i like the diversity here in terms of uh um you know you go to you do your set of jokes at one mic at 6 p.m at like a coffee shop you know, somewhere in Austin. And then at 8 PM, you drive up to, you know, Cedar park or Georgetown and you're performing for people with pickups and camo. And you're like, Oh, you get so many different kinds of people. You kind of get a taste of the road. Like eventually as our career progresses, we want to get on the road. We want to perform all over. And like, that's very different than your normal metropolitan Austin or Los Angeles type of person often. Um, and so it's cool to be able to test your shit in so many different places. Um. Uh, again, not that the shows are bad here. I mean, Lucas McCrary runs a good show. I mean, there's a lot of good shows, but I want to do a black crowd. I haven't done that yet because it's not that many of us. Interestingly enough, uh, the can't even show I did at Mama Shelter for whatever yeah. reason happened to be a very black crowd. Was it on Sunday? No, no. Thursday. You told me about this one night on Sundays where they have mostly black folks. Oh, Chocolate Sundays. Yeah, that's yeah. Thing. So that's that's like a very legit show at the Laugh Factory. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like a very like top notch. And it's a black room. It's a, it's a black room. The Laugh Factory is not a black uh, venue, per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where in, in L.A., the black venue would be something called the Comedy Union, uh, which is down on uh, Pico. I need to get... I need to get that's, like a black, that's, that's like a black room. That's like a black spot. I gotta, um, I gotta do one of those. And it's pretty close to the Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. So, you know what? If you really want to have... Trying the, to say? <laughs> you're trying to have the full black experience, <laughs> go on down. That is, uh, by the way, my only roscoe's that i eat at the other roscoe's i believe are not as good i've been to the other ones the one on pico that's the shit that's it chicken and waffles baby that's your third dope shit and you know who uh uh really loves chicken and waffles oprah guys this has been the (laughs) feedback podcast oh the the call that's how you fucking end a pod dude where can people find you and all that good stuff? You can find me on Instagram at the Morgan Linewall. You can find me at TikTok at the Morgan Linewall. I've been inactive on TikTok for a little bit, but I'll get back to it. Um, that's all. Yeah. You, oh, YouTube. Type in my name on YouTube. I have some fun stuff there. I want there. to spell it. Uh, my first name is Morgan, like Morgan Freeman. My last name is Linewall, L-E-I-N. 
W-O-H-L. Line wall like a line on the wall. I also have a podcast that I haven't done for a while called Line on the Wall. Oh, really? I, have a bunch, I used to, during, you know, I said I kept progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through quarantine, my transgressing went into like social media and podcasting. So I got on TikTok and podcast and did all that shit and uh, haven't done it for a little bit, focusing more on stand up, but uh, I'll get back to that stuff. I like That's it. Fine. I, I did all this shit with the cameras and I don't know. Not that, I believe you. I think you have a, your, your journey is uh, certainly not over yet. <laughs> I really hope not. That was ominous. No. I don't. I think your journey's not over <laughs> yet. That's the feedback podcast. This, if you learn anything from this episode, is that put the work in, and then no shit will happen. Yeah, put the work in, and one day you'll be an open mic comedian like Morgan, who's been doing it for a year. You'll sit on my couch if that means anything. Yeah, and this is a this is a the couch. To oh sit my on. god, you have no idea. I don't know. Eventually, I want to move this to an actual studio Qu- at some point. Quick question before we end: How long have we been going? Like an hour twenty-five. What is the longest podcast you've ever recorded? Three hours. Really? With who? Uh, DJ Mel. I have to cut it in three parts. DJ Mel. I don't know DJ Mel. DJ Mel is a DJ out of Austin. He was Obama's DJ. Oh, actually, let me rephrase the question. Of the people that I know in comedy, who oh, is the longest? The longest one? I did two hours with Nate, I think. Klingon? Yeah. He's a cool guy. Because we, we recorded it once, and then halfway through, we're like, some 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 shit happened, and then we lost audio or whatever. Mm. So he had to come back, and mm. like, this is going to be the best podcast ever, man. And we so talked for two hours. Well, I think hour and a half is pretty good. Ah, this is fine. Let's see if these people attention span is long enough. I'm just testing Let's things hope. out. Let's hope. And All right, I man. Got, and I got shit to do. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. No, Thanks for having Morgan, me, Morgan, thank you so much. As always, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. Follow Morgan. Very funny. Uh, and check out the archives. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye.